0: What is up, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pitch Catch Pod. My name is Eli Swice.
1: And I'm Joey Fernandez.
0: And today we're going to be talking about the World Series that just happened and uh, also going through some of our hot takes for next year. So make sure to stay with us uh, to hear those hot takes. But first, let's get into the World Series.
1: Um, Let me just get your overall thoughts on the whole thing. Um, I thought it was a really solid series. Um, I... I mean, I, the outcome that I predicted definitely didn't come true, but uh, I'm definitely not mad at it at all. Um, I was definitely, like, out of personal interest, I was rooting for the Braves. Um, I was just I, – I didn't think it would go this way, personally. Um, I didn't expect Houston's bats to uh, shut down. Um, mo- I mean, I don't want to say all of the series, obviously, because they still won two games. But, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the series uh, – the Braves pitching staff came out uh extremely uh I don't know I don't even know how to describe it. Uh very very solid, I'll say. Yeah. Um and I and I was not surprised, but I I, uh, I was shocked, I guess, <laughs> at how the Braves uh, bats came out pretty hot uh for basically all of the series.
0: Yeah. Um I predicted the Braves to win. I believe I predicted them in seven, not six, so mm-hmm. that was quite a surprise, but yeah, I'm ecstatic. Um, I think I was telling you when it was happening, seeing them win, like the amount of happiness I felt, it was as if like I was born and raised a Braves fan, just, <laughs> yeah. just seeing yeah. them do it, you know, for people like Freddie Freeman, who definitely deserve a ring, and then for someone like Acuna uh, to not even play, uh, I think he deserves a ring already for what he's done. Um, it's a shame we couldn't see him, but it just makes me happy knowing that they all went out and, and won it for him, uh, which was really cool. Um, overall, a great series. I mean, the things that stood out to me, uh, pitching uh, for for the Braves. I mean, the bullpen was just absolutely remarkable. Um, they somehow managed uh, to to win a bullpen game in in pretty decisive fashion, which is very um, impressive against the Astros team. Um, due to some Astros, you know, hitters going cold and some big hits by the Atlanta Braves, and it's kind of funny. Um, you know, we got Jack Peterson, who was the hero of the uh, NLDS, um, former Cub. And then we got World Series MVP, former Cub, Jorge Soler. So former Cubs are popping off everywhere. I mean, we just develop them and let, let the other teams do their work with them. But uh, we can get into uh, game by game just real quick. Uh, obviously, the first game, Braves won 6-2. Uh, to two. Charlie Morton uh, came out and pitched, and he was cruising. And then he gets hit with a uh, ground ball, and I'm not. What was it? Do you remember the exact injury? Was it a broken like fibula or tibula? something like that? Yeah,
1: it was. It was something. Yeah, I can't tell. Yeah. I was the best at anatomy, he he so. ended
0: up getting a couple more outs and striking out Jose Altuve on seemingly a broken leg, which
1: yeah. He's still it's, pumping, it's pretty. Too,
0: it, he was pumping. It was. It's actually unreal that he was able to do that and still. Stay in the game, and I'm sure if it was up to him, he probably would have tried to go back out there. But in the best interest, uh, they took him out, and it was surprising literally, like, what 20 minutes later, the, the news broke out that he's gonna miss the rest of the series. And yeah, um, let me know what you thought, you know, right as that happened. Because personally, I was a little worried.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought this <laughs> like selfishly, I thought that my prediction was gonna even more so come true with uh, mm-hmm. Astros and five. But, I mean, it just it, – they didn't really – like, I thought this was going to be, like, a, a huge burden on them, but it did, they didn't really skip a beat. I don't know. They're, the rest of their pitching staff just kind of picked them up, it seemed like. Like, I mean, immediately after, they only gave up two runs that whole game. Uh, Tyler Matzik, surprisingly, was one of the people who gave up a run in that somehow. Mm-hmm. But uh, besides that, everyone else is pretty locked down. I mean, A.J. Minter comes in, uh, pitches basically three innings of just one run ball. And, uh, and then everyone else picks them up afterwards. Uh, it's, I mean, that, that was pretty impressive to me. Uh, when Once they did that, especially in Houston, uh, it felt like this series was going to be kind of a dogfight, you know? Um, yeah. And then, and then going into game two, uh, the Astros kind of came back and punched them in the mouth a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, showed them the kind of firepower that they could have. So, it was that's that's kind of like in my in my head there after game two, it kind of felt like, man, maybe this could go seven, like you predicted. But I mean, uh after after game two it kind of just it felt like the Braves kind of had control of it, uh, for basically all of that all of the rest of the series after that.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was pretty weird. Um in game two obviously Max Fried gets lit up and uh-huh. You know, you're thinking to yourself, Morton's out for the rest of the series. Free doesn't look good. They still got Anderson. Yeah. But like wow. Like how how are the Braves going to keep up? And that was something I was thinking to myself. You really saw the Astros bats come alive, which they they did a lot of the postseason. For most of their games, they had some offensive explosions. Yeah. Um, as as a betting man, uh, the the Astros helped in in getting the overs. Uh, for, for, for most of these games it was pretty automatic for a while yeah and you know after game two it was like okay they tied it up at least we get three in Atlanta but is Freed gonna come out and and pitch well is he even gonna pitch at all in Atlanta which obviously he came out and pitched back in Houston but mm. just thinking like what are the Braves gonna do I mean they gotta put yeah. runs on this team and then they come out and you know Ian Anderson, I think Ian Anderson deserves more credit than he's getting. He's shaping up to be, in my opinion, in the next, you know, two, three years. We're looking at, like, maybe a top five, top seven pitcher in the NL. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, And, and I mean, just taking into account his playoff resume, he's he's up there already. He's been very impressive.
1: Yeah. uh, It wasn't the most dominant start ever in game three, Mm -hmm. but he still got the job done. He did more than enough to help his team win obviously not even giving up a hit obviously had some walks in there but I mean you he, he did his job five innings in the playoffs five innings of shutout ball it goes a really long way in the playoffs mm-hmm. especially I mean you really can't ask for much more you know because the especially with how much momentum the bullpen had riding into it uh, I mean all they needed was five and I don't want to say the game was basically over but it kind of felt like it in some ways especially with uh, how how good uh, their back end was pitching just overall?
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. I mean, they held the Astros to two hits, yeah. and you know, pitching usually in the playoffs. I mean, if your starter goes five, you're not expecting your bullpen to go four shutout with two hits against the Houston Astros. And anyway. yeah, I mean, they brought out the firepower. These were the guys um, that that really helped them. You know, we got Minter, Jackson, matsik and Will Smith. I mean, that that four-headed monster uh really really did their job and it just goes to show how important a bullpen is I think most baseball players or I mean most baseball fans understand it but if the if the Braves have one guy in there who who messes up I mean they only won by two runs that could have gone either way and that's a decisive game in the series you don't want to lose an Ian Anderson start especially when Morton's out and Freed didn't look the best in his first game so um, credit to them um yeah. if if you could give a whole section um of a team an award the Braves bullpen deserve some consideration there cuz that was huge for them
1: yeah no doubt uh i think i think another underrated part of the bullpen uh technically was Kyle Wright in the series oh yeah uh yeah i think he uh i think he strung together uh a lot of uh big time innings for them especially mm-hmm. especially in game 4 uh with oh, yeah. the surprise start of Dylan Lee uh, who was clearly an opener, but uh, him coming out and obviously not doing uh, as great as he would have uh, wanted to. But I think Kyle Wright coming out there and, I mean, he got hit a little bit, obviously, but, I mean, four and two-thirds is uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing to be mad about, especially uh, with the depleted uh, starting rotation in a way because of Charlie Morton, because obviously they were planning on him pitching to maybe even uh, th- the end of a third game, you know? So, yeah. Uh, I, I think, uh, I think he deserves some praise, uh, personally, but I just wanted, I just wanted to bring his name up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely think he deserves, you know, he was MVP of that game, uh, or he could at least be considered. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, just looking at how big that is for a team, uh, to go four and two thirds, especially when you have these guys, you know, like we mentioned before, the, they're, they're really good bullpen pitchers. It's tough to throw them out every single game and not expect some sort of regression, especially yeah. if, let's say, Chris Martin has to go two innings. Now now can he pitch the next game? It's just stuff like that. Going four and two-thirds, basically as a starter, I mean, he only came in after one out, it's huge. And you're only down two runs. And the Braves can, can score more than two runs. Uh, we, we've seen that, and they've had some big hits. Um, Grinky had a, had a good start in that game. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, Christian Javier blew it for them late. Um, but you know, it's just impressive to see what, yeah. what the Braves did there.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, Zach Greenkey deserves a lot of credit, uh, mm-hmm. for how he was uh, in that start. because um, obviously he wasn't pitching much, uh, before that he was coming out of the bullpen and to the end of the regular season, he really didn't pitch at all. So, uh, for him to become out there and throw a four shutout was pretty huge for Houston. Obviously it didn't work out, but I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, Along, I mean, I think Houston's uh, pitching p- showed up pretty well. Honestly, uh, I mean, the the offense went cold, obviously, but the Braves didn't put up like outrageous amount of runs every like a lot of games. You know, they mm-hmm. only like they only had really two games where they scored like a lot of runs. You know, so uh, I think I think the Astros pitching all, uh, held it together pretty well. Um, but I think it was obviously their lineup that really couldn't help them out much.
0: Yeah, I mean, the playoffs are all about winning the close games. And, you know, uh, one hit, one pitch can change the whole game. And we even saw this with the um, Brewers and the Dodgers series. The Braves weren't killing them. They were just winning the close ones. Obviously, they had a couple walk-offs versus the Dodgers. Um, And in the uh, Braves-Brewers matchup, pitching was king and barely any runs were scored, and they were just edging out the, the Brewers. It's, it's That's the difference maker. The Braves drop a couple of these close games. Now you're looking at the Astros going back to Houston leading. You never know what's going to happen. So props to them for winning the close games. That's what matters. The blowouts are cool. Um, it's the close games that matter, in my opinion, especially when they're one, one or two runs, which the Braves definitely uh, took advantage of. But going to game five, uh, now this is a pretty important game. Yeah. And we got another bullpen game for the Braves, and unfortunately they didn't win. Um, you had some people, you know, not with their best stuff. A.J. Minter, obviously, giving up three runs. Yeah. This was just a game where um, the Astros needed to win, obviously. And once you saw them explode like this, people were a little less comfortable with the fact that the Braves might have locked up the World Series.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'd say I was probably one of those people. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought the Braves, since they lost this game, pretty handedly, I must say, especially mm-hmm. with the Astros offense coming out and scoring nine runs. It's like, man, I mean, if they get hot again, I mean, how can you really beat them, you know? Because yeah. uh, they always just have that, that potential. So uh, them coming out and doing that, I thought that they had to win game six uh, to close it out. If they, if they went to a game seven, I saw not zero chance, but I thought it was going to be really tough for them to win in Houston in a game seven mm-hmm. uh, for many reasons. But yeah, I, I uh I don't know. Uh this game didn't prove to be as much of a swing as you would think though. They're just looking at like if you just looked at the box score and assumed uh that the Astros were gonna uh go back to Houston and uh you know, come back and maybe win the series.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely was interesting, uh, you know, seeing that game. Like you said, the Braves obviously choking the three one to the Dodgers last year. It's kinda giving you some, you know, flashbacks of Yeah uh are they able to get it done and you know you gun to my head game seven i you got to take the astros there you got you got to think that they're going to come out with especially at home uh you got to think that they're going to come out with some firepower then we get to game six and that was yesterday at the time of this recording and max freed just threw all the doubts away he he was phenomenal
1: yeah i mean he was he was carving uh To say the least, Um, Mm. like as soon as he settled in and started getting some calls uh, that maybe weren't strikes, but he 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 kind of earned it. You know what I mean? Uh, Like with him uh, painting so well and uh, and commanding the strike zone, uh, the umpire started to expand a little bit for him. So obviously that helps, but. Uh, I think after a while, once they started realizing that, like he got a couple of calls on a fastball low on Bregman, I believe for strike three. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that was when it was kind of like, oh, he's settled in. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna be tough to score out a, score off him. It's gonna you're gonna have to get him out of the game as quick as you can. But I mean, by the time they got him out of the game, it I don't want to say it was out of reach, but it was six nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of an uphill battle at that point. Yeah, uh, I mean, especially with the Solaire coming out and just. Absolutely destroying a ball. That I, thing I, was crazy. I don't care what the distance was. That was 850 feet <laughs> Yeah, no. just with the magnitude. and just I don't know. There's something so satisfying about seeing the ball just land on top of train tracks or over it. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: That stadium, I think I, – I, 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 I
1: also don't like that stadium, but keep going.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think I'm in the minority. I actually think it's a pretty cool stadium, especially with that part of the stadium and being able to hit it out you know, right above the windows and above the train and above that short wall, uh, I think it just looked sick. Um,
1: yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I don't know. I just don't – I don't know. I, it's just so weird to me. I, I'm not a fan, but I, I can see the appeal, I guess, with the as mm-hmm. far as the uh, train tracks and all that stuff go. I think Dansby's home run was pretty uh, pretty satisfying, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Just seeing the, seeing the ball, like, uh, go all the way up to the top and just – slowly fall down you know, i don't know yeah. i don't know why that's so cool to me <laughs> no i know yeah no i definitely agree and
0: then i i wanted to get your thoughts on so the the astros have come back from deficits before obviously the game uh before this Duvall hits a grand slam in the first inning and you know i didn't think the game was over obviously there's nine innings in baseball but i was cool. like wow that is that's that's a big lead in the first inning and You know, it's going to be really tough. And then the Astros just responded and and ended up beating them pretty handedly. Uh When the Solaire home run happened, I didn't get that same feeling. I was kind of like, okay, good start. But we need to just we need to just hold on here. It wasn't one of those where I'm like, it didn't really raise my confidence too much. What about you?
1: I just want to make a comment on the uh, on the Wii usage right there. Uh, But (laughs) uh, yeah, I uh, I'm I'm super like I don't know. it Just it's, when it comes to any sort of sports, baseball especially, uh, if if my team or the team I'm rooting for goes up early, or just in general, I never get my hopes up ever. Mm-hmm. I because I know it's such a long game, and I've, baseball is one of the like the probably the craziest sports when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I I I'm super into like it's not over till it's over. Uh, personally, uh, especially with a team literally as high powered as the Astros, it's it's mm-hmm. literally never over until it's over like i mean obviously if it's like eight runs plus then it's like all right but i mean you you really you really never feel comfortable with that lineup i mean even martin maldonado was hitting so yeah yeah, when he's hitting it's a little uh it's a little scary when uh, there's no easy outs
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i totally agree um no timer in baseball there's always time which is a beautiful thing but the astros didn't take advantage of it um no they got shut out which is kind of <laughs> it It, it kind of pushed the cherry on top for me um yeah i mean i'm not like a super astros hater but i did i didn't want them to win personally so just seeing them getting basically slaughtered in the last game and at their home field and shut out seeing correa in the National's uniform for probably <clears throat> excuse me probably the last time it, it was it was pretty sweet i can't lie
1: yeah i i agree with that um I I like I said I'm not yeah I'm not really a huge Astros hater uh I respect their talent I I I think they're a great team um I'm not gonna take anything away from them I'm not one of those people that just like hate them just because of all that cheating and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like they it's in the past it's I'm past it but I mean I (laughs) they just got outplayed that's simple as that uh they they worked hard to get here um they they beat the Red Sox pretty handedly. Uh, it was close for a while. Uh, they beat the White Sox. I mean, they blew them out of the water, um, mm-hmm. sad to say. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they are in their place here. And, uh, I mean, Atlanta caught fire at the right time, so props to them. But yep. I, uh, do you have any other thoughts on the series?
0: Just thinking back, it's it's really ridiculous how this team won. Um <laughs> Thanks. If we can get into some of the people they're missing, obviously, Acuna, which that alone is ridiculous. I mean, he is a top, let's just say conservatively top five. I think he's probably more <laughs> along the top three. Yeah, um, that's what I'm digging into. Yeah, he they're missing a, a, a superstar. I mean, that's that's big in itself. Then you take into account Marcelo Zuna, um, who is a, he's a good player. And then mm-hmm. Soroka, who's a really good pitcher. They didn't have him for the whole year. Um, I think, I think this the the credit needs to go to to the GM. Uh, what, I forgot his name. Anthropolis is that correct?
1: Yeah, something like that. I yeah. was I was hoping you'd say because I can't pronounce it. Yeah,
0: um, he played a huge part. I mean, without those ac- acquisitions, I don't think there's any chance the uh, the Braves do this. And it's kind of ridiculous because when it happened, when all those trades happened, I thought to myself, w- what are they doing? I mean. Yeah, Jorge Soler is good. Duval's pretty good. You know, Rosario's decent. You know, like, but like, are the Braves even gonna make the playoffs? Like, they're going mm. so hard right now. Looking back on it, they got a lot of those players for nothing. I mean, the Eddie Rosario trade was pretty ridiculous, in my opinion. But I mean, <laughs> just seeing some of those acquisitions, and it's funny because those acquisitions were like the stars of of the whole playoffs. So just. It really it really made me happy to see a GM recognize that his team has the potential and he just went for it. Like if we lose, we lose. He just went he went crazy at the trade deadline and getting all those players, it was a difference. And I think it should show that more GMs should take this into account just because you're not the Dodgers or the Astros or any of these super high, you know, powered teams. If you have a little bit of a shot, why not go for it? I mean, baseball is a game where, you know, teams that aren't expected to win win all the time i mean the nationals take into account in 2019 they had like a losing record in the first month so like just seeing these teams that going into the year you would you would think you're i'm crazy if i told you they would win the world series i think it's it should show other gms that you just got to go for it if you have the talent
1: yeah i uh I, I was a fan of the jock trade um, just because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I like his uh, postseason experience. And if they got there, then, I mean, I thought he would help. Uh, Eddie Rosario, I was kind of like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I'd seen him play a lot uh, with Minnesota and Cleveland. And I was never particularly impressed with him. He had some pretty good years um, mm-hmm. with Minnesota, but I was never like, oh, wow, like he's he's spectacular, you know. Yeah. Uh, So I was like, I guess I, but it really didn't move the needle for me personally. Um, But Mm -hmm. obviously I was proved wrong in the playoffs. But uh, besides that, um, Jorge Soler was like nice, I guess, but I didn't really see where he would even play because obviously there's no DH in the NL and that's what he primarily was in Kansas city. So, I mean, uh, props to them for uh, just kind of I don't even want to say like they were dart throws, but they kind of were with what they gave up, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. they could have easily not panned out and we would have forgot they even played for them most likely. Yeah. You know? So I, I mean, that's, that's massive props um, to the GM. Uh, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I can't think of a better trade deadline as far as the impact in the postseason oh, and yeah. in, uh, in a long time, I'm sure there's been other, other scenarios. similar. I mean, to them, but,
0: yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that, but, uh, I, I guess I don't think it's a biased take, but I think the Cubs going out and getting Chapman was oh, yeah, the yeah, deciding yeah. factor. But going out and getting hey, like Chapman's a huge name. Going out and getting decent players, seemingly on a team where you don't have your best player, you don't have one of your best pitchers, you lost a really good outfielder. I'm not. We're, I'm not even sure if the Braves were in first place at the time. Uh, um, they, I believe they were. Yeah, they must have been floating around second or third, but or at least contending for first. But it wasn't a team where it's like, you know, they're even a lock for the playoffs. Yeah, they were really under.
1: They were under 500 at the All Star break. Yeah. So uh, I mean, <laughs> they definitely had a, uh, an uphill battle at the time. Um, yeah, more. So I what I what I meant more so with the uh, the trade deadline and not being able to remember it is more like they revamped a whole part of their team mm-hmm. at a trade yeah. deadline with multiple players and all of them panned out which is kind yeah, of
0: very true yeah it's really it's really incredible that all four of them had you know big parts in winning this yeah and you know as a cubs fan there were multiple teams i was rooting for just for like the storyline like the giants with chris bryant i like a lot of the giants players but i want chris to get another ring and then yeah. you know in the american league side uh I, I was rooting for the Rays, but once they got knocked out, I was on the Red Sox train cause I wanted Schwarber to get a ring. And you know, a, a, as a Cubs fan, I couldn't really think of a much better team to do this now because obviously Jack Peterson was with us for a short time and I grew to really like him. I think I said this when we first acquired him, I wasn't really a huge fan of him. I said, he's going to have to prove it to me that he's, uh, he's worth my time and he got off to a really <laughs> slow start, but really picked it up. And I just loved his personality. And, uh, you what he that, did I outside like yeah what he did outside of the field so I was very happy that he won and it's kind of crazy that he won uh he's won two in a row so good for him and then Jorge Soler who obviously won a ring with us he was uh he, he was one of those guys who really thought was going to be with the Cubs forever just didn't really pan out change the scenery turn it turned into a really solid player and won the MVP which I, I couldn't be more happy for him so I, I I don't know. I'm extremely happy with this World Series. I think it was fantastic. I think the postseason in general is pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, can't really complain about anything. And yeah, I mean, how can you not love the storyline? So overall, I was just, and, and Freddie Freeman, I don't think there's anyone you should be more happy for than him. I mean, just being with organization for what, 13 years. I mean, he's he's he should resign. He should be a brave for life. And there, there's going to be a statue of him outside of Truist Park yeah, no when he when he retires.
1: You, yeah, you, you really got to love stories like this. Uh, mm-hmm. This is very comparable to the 2019 Nationals, uh, mm-hmm. as far as like the underdog story with uh, some lovable players on the team and everyone kind of like rallies behind them as soon as they realize that maybe they have some sort of hope. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I mean, how could you not? How could you not like a team like that? You know?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. So congratulations to the Braves. If there's any Braves fans watching, let us know. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you didn't expect to win and neither did most of the world, but <laughs> you did it. So congratulations. Um, before we wrap up, let's get into uh, five of our hot takes going into next year. These could be completely wrong looking looking at it in you know a year ahead, but we kind of want to stir the pot a little bit. You know, the offseason is going to be crazy this year. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, so we're just going to go with some crazy hot takes. Uh, we'll start off with
1: you if you're fine with
0: that. You can go through okay. yours and we'll
1: talk about each one. Do you want to get real juicy or do you want me to save that and go a little basic at first? What do you think?
0: Um, start Start slow. Okay. If, 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 okay. You're, if yours kind of
1: flows that way. <laughs> well, I kind of feel like kind of – a a douche, uh, for doing this right now after what we just talked about, but, uh, I have the New York Mets winning the division next year.
0: I I don't want to spoil any of my hot takes, but I, I have an exact same one as that, which is really? kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I but mean, yeah, I feel like I'm like killing, killing the mood, but like, no, no, let, let's talk about that. Um, what, what made you say that? Cause I got some opinions as well.
1: Um, I think, I think that, Steve Cohen's uh, an extremely aggressive owner, as he's shown. And I think that he's not really going to – he's not going to put up with not winning. So mm-hmm. I think that he's going to make some major improvements to the team. And I don't know about spending big, but he's going he's gonna to go out of his way to make sure that they're more successful than this year. And they were on the right path for the most part. Mm-hmm. They kind of just fell apart towards August and September because they were leading the division from what I remember for – uh, they were at least close or leading yeah. for uh, most of the season. So yeah. they kind of just fell off in September uh, heavily. So with healthy to ground back, I-, I see no reason why they shouldn't be able to compete at least.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, we're going to be getting into in a different episode, all our free agent predictions. So yeah. let's not give away too much, but are there any make or break resigns slash additions that you're taking
1: into account here? Um. I mean, obviously, uh, they have they have a couple guys or a few guys that I can think of that are uh, coming up as free agents: uh, Stroman, uh, Baez, Conforto, yeah. uh, and I could easily see it's them. Cindergard, keeping... I believe. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, but uh, I didn't even think about him because he hasn't been on the team yeah. in so long. But uh, I uh, I I think they keep at least two of those guys, and then the other one gets replaced with some sort of free agent or trade acquisition. So I. I definitely see them uh, recouping talent more, I would say. Uh, yeah. And I see them uh, not really standing for uh, having another unsuccessful season. I'll put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to your next one. Uh, I have, well, this is another Mets related one. I don't know if you'll agree <laughs> with this, but uh, Lindor as a top five in MVP voting next year. Okay. I mean, I could see it. It's not a crazy um, hot take or anything like that, but yeah. considering the season he just had, I feel like mm-hmm. it's a little contested, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, he has the skill set. Although, if you look at his last two to three years, it doesn't really live up to the Lindor name. No, um, no, no, So I can definitely see a rebound here. That's kind of a good sign in a way, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially – Uh, you know if they get some acquisitions the team starts heating up the overall morale just gets better I feel like there was a lot of issues off the field not with Lindor but in terms of dealing with Cohen and just losing the Javier Baez booze a lot of distractions so if they can flush those out and Lindor can really lock in he can really show us why he got that much money
1: yeah I think uh, he has a season similar to like 2017, 2018, there's an 850 to 900 OPS around there, uh, with Gold Glove caliber defense, maybe 20 stolen bases and 30 and 100. Uh, I think yeah, they could okay. easily get him top five in MVP voting because the voters love their counting stats. So yeah, I'm taking that into account along with the the New York. I don't want to say bias, but like the the writers love some good some good New York baseball. <laughs> I'll put it yeah. that way. no, I I could definitely see that happening. Um, wouldn't say it's I would I would still classify
0: it as a hot take just because it shouldn't happen, but yeah. but it's definitely something. If it did
1: happen, I wouldn't be like I totally wasn't expecting this, but I think that's a really good one. Yeah. Those I'm I'm going I'm going least juicy to most. Mm-hmm. Juice, so <laughs> I'm i up one. here. Uh, next, I got Key Brian Hayes winning the Platinum Glove. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I think uh, I think he's uh, I don't. He didn't have like, the best season at the plate, but mm-hmm. uh, he's still a very good defender. and he's a great uh, fielder. Yeah, I don't think people talk about it enough. I think, I think it's what recognized, I would say, uh, around, around the community as far as people who keep up with baseball heavily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, I think he could get finally – well, this was his rookie season, but I think that he can get some crazy recognition next year if uh, he, uh, he heats up a little bit with the bat yeah. and gets more of a name for himself.
0: Yeah. I think his name kind of got lost in the shadows um, because first game of the season, he was playing the Cubs. I remember watching it and he just, he got injured and he was out for an extended period of time. And then, you know, by then there's so many other storylines and then we'll be heating up plus the pirates not being a good team. His name just kind of gets lost in there. And, but coming into the year, I believe we were both very high on him. I remember I drafted him in fantasy. I was really excited for him. Um, He's he's a really solid player and a great fielder and I would love to see him get a platinum glove just don't make those plays against the Cubs that's all I ask.
1: <laughs> uh all right for my next one I have uh Joe Adele is an all-star. I love that one. Yeah, I am on I, board uh, with that. Yeah, I uh I think he's he's had uh, he's had some plate appearances uh in the majors. Uh nothing crazy obviously he's only had uh 250 at-bats but I think I think he's gonna break out next year. Um, I think he's he's finally getting up there in age as far as like his prime, his prime athletic years go. He'll be 23 <laughs> next year. Uh, I think he's got he's got the tools. Obviously, he was a top prospect in baseball for a long time, and uh, yeah. he's gonna have some good protection in the lineup if he gets uh, quality at bats. And I I don't see any reason why he uh, he he shouldn't be able to. Personally. Yeah, that's
0: another name. I believe we talked about during the season, um, he, his name kind of got lost as well, just cause a little bit of an underperforming, you know, season, but he still has raw talent and he has one of the most beautiful swings in the league. Um, he, he just looks like a player that should be really good and should pan out. <laughs> yeah. Um, just his build and everything. I mean, he's, he's quick as well. And just, I'm excited for him. I think we talked about it in the middle of the season. I think I'm a pretty decent fan of him and I'm, I'm hoping he does well. Um, so I, I love that take for sure. I would love to see him you know, yeah. make the all star team.
1: And then uh and then next I have I think I think you're gonna like this one a lot also. I have uh Shane Baz as uh, top five in Cy Young voting. Oh my god, gimme, gimme. <laughs> I love me some Shane. I, I think there's uh besides injury, uh I think there's no reason why he shouldn't no. be able to do this. Honestly, yeah. if he pitches a full season of uh mm-hmm. Is full at full strength, I, I don't see any reason why he couldn't even, I mean, I could see him winning it personally, yeah. but I didn't, I didn't want to get that bold. So I mm-hmm. just, that's the top five as a, as a, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty bold, but you know, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Don't write the, don't write the raise off. They, they are up no. and coming even with being a hundred win team mm-hmm. damn near. Um, Or did they win a hundred? Am I wrong? Or... Uh,
1: they won a hundred. This is the first time in franchise history. Yeah.
0: Pretty crazy. I mean, they're, they're, I feel like they're a team that is top of the line, but still growing. Um,
1: They're inevitable at this point.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I love that. Um, If we get into mine, first of all, I just want to say relating to the Shane Boss take, since we're talking about the Rays, this, this wasn't one I wrote down, but I am pretty confident uh, Wander Franco will at least finish top five in MVP voting, which is not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy to say that.
1: Yeah, he was originally my all-star pick uh, for instead of Joe Adele, but I was like, is that even a hot take? So yeah. I, I kind of I took it off. But, yeah, I, I definitely – I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to happen for sure, but I, mm-hmm. I gave it a good shot <laughs> for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, he's got, he's got every single tool there is and more along mm-hmm. with him showing that he, he belongs at 20. So, I mean, yeah. the sky's the limit for him.
0: Yeah, now getting into my hot takes. The first one, I don't even know if this is considered a hot take or if – I don't know. We'll see what you think. Okay. I think you'll kind of agree. Um, The Giants will finish third in the NL West, and it won't be particularly close, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Uh, Before I comment, is this chalked up to them not playing well or the other two teams just being that good? I think –
0: Okay, the Dodgers are gonna be there.
1: Okay. I think I just,
0: the Padres with the, the managerial move they just made, plus it's just the Mike talent. Yeah, just the talent they have. Mm-hmm. I could see maybe some more additions, maybe a trade. Oh yeah. There's no reason the Padres can't get up there. And I just think this kinda this kinda hinges on the fact that I mean Buster Posey just retired. Obviously they have Joey Bart, but Posey Posey does more for a team mentally. Um, then, then you might think. I mean, he's a leader. He's he's the face of the franchise. He's got That's grit. A, he's, <laughs> he's got grit. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's a really important player. Um, and then, again, we'll have our free agency uh, predictions later. I don't think Chris Bryant remains a giant, and I also don't think they keep um, De or Gosman. meaning one of them probably will resign, but they're not going to get both of them, which is just a huge okay. hit. They have a lot of people I love. Camilo Duvall is – He's gonna be he might be a top three, top five reliever. Uh he might break out. Um a lot of we'll get to another Giants player I love very soon, but the Giants are a good team. I think the Dodgers and I think the Padres are gonna surprise a lot of people just based on how bad of a season they had.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh I <laughs> I kinda wanna talk about the Padres for a second, if that's yeah, cool. go ahead. Yeah. Uh so I was pretty I was pretty um critical of uh their their season last year uh especially with jace tingler i thought that he wasn't the right man for the manager for the job and don't get me wrong i don't think managers play a crazy role in baseball Mm -hmm. but i just don't think he he was a very good manager for them last year and uh, i felt like it was pretty clear and obvious for everyone Mm -hmm. Uh, so i think bob melvin is going to do wonders for that team especially the clubhouse I know that Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis's argument, argument was blown out of proportion and all that yeah. stuff, but I, felt like, I feel like there's a lot of personalities on that team just in general, and uh, yeah. I think he'll do a lot better with managing them. And uh, I think that team is just too talented to be held down two seasons in a row. Yeah. Uh, Clevenger is
0: also coming back. That's yeah, a forgotten exactly. name.
1: Yeah, I mean, so they have Snell, uh, Darvish, Clevenger as their top three. along yeah, with-
0: Musgrove is- Musgrove performed the best out oh, of all yeah. of them.
1: I, I honestly forgot about him. And then yeah. they have guys like uh, denelson Lament, Chris yeah. Paddock, yeah. Uh, I mean, who obviously are inconsistent, both of them in their own way. But mm-hmm. they're still arms that are very – they're very talented. Along with the guy like Mackenzie Gore who could come up next year or something like that, so yeah. they got they got options. Uh, I think they're going to work on the bullpen a lot this offseason, in my opinion, because Mark yeah. Melanson at the back end really isn't what it isn't ideal. So yeah. uh, I think I think that's I I don't see them not winning ninety games at least next year. So I think. Yeah. And and with the Giants most likely taking a step back due to age and losing people in free agency, yeah, uh, I I I can, I think I agree with that heavily. Yeah. honestly, yeah, for sure.
0: This one also coincides with a free agent acquisition, so it really depends on this. Okay, I think the Tigers signed Carlos Correa to a ten-year deal, but that's not the hot take. The hot take is they at least make the ALDS. I think with the acquisition of Tucker Barnhart, plus some prospects coming up, some good arms that they got. They got a decent amount of hitters that have showed up. You had Correa and a couple other guys. Maybe they make bigger bigger uh, steps than you would think. They're not winning the division. I think the White Sox have it. I think the Tigers, they, they impressed me in the second half of the year. I'm not going to lie, for being the Tigers. I mean, yeah, they, they definitely did well. And I think there's a chance they sneak
1: into the wild card and then you got to win one game. That's it. See, I can I can get behind the wild card thing, but going farther than that is really tough for me. Um, I mean, it's one game. Anything can happen. I know, that's I know. That's my philosophy. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I don't know. Uh, I see a team – like, cause the AL East is so tough. Yeah. You got to think someone out of the Rays-Yankees – well, obviously, someone's going to win the East. And then mm-hmm. those three other teams – uh, at least two of those teams are going to still be very good. So mm-hmm. those like it's going to be tough fighting with the AL East, and then uh, I mean you can always expect the Oakland A's to be hanging around, and who knows what the Mariners do this off season since mm-hmm. they were competitive last year. So I mean I see where you're going with it. It's just tough um, watching them a lot. They impress me, but I just feel like they're still a year away, if that. Because yeah. I. I just it, two two or three of their young pitchers would have to take really massive steps, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: because, yeah that's why
1: you call it a hot take. I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen.
0: <laughs> but, that's fair. That's fair. But I'm just putting it out
1: there just in case, so well, I seem smart later. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I just I just have to uh, sh- I have to shit on one of your opinions at least. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I can I can see that, especially when it's a division rival. Um, yeah. this one.
0: This one might not even be that hot of a take. Um, I think Logan Webb finishes with a sub-two ERA, leading him to his first Cy Young title,
1: even though the Giants won't make the playoffs. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, I can get behind that. Uh, he's just filthy. Yeah. I, go I mean, crazy. like – crazy. I'm trying to think of me like trying to say anything otherwise, but he is. I mean, as long he's as like, he's healthy and he's pitching, I could definitely see
0: it. He's like approaching, considering, like buying at least a jersey shirt or something. He's got to prove it to me a little more, but
1: I'm
0: a, I'm a big fan of this guy. And I, I mean, I don't think it's that out of the realm. Obviously, yeah. there's going to be people who say DeGrom, and I would probably agree with you. A healthy DeGrom should win Cy Young, most likely. But... You never know how the arm issue is going to come back. And, I mean, Logan Webb was
1: just ridiculous. You think he's, got, he's got 2015 Jake Arrieta in him or what? Maybe not that good, but uh,
0: <laughs> no. I mean, maybe. With the stuff I've seen, there's no reason why he couldn't at least contend for Cy Young. Mm-hmm. Um, going on to this next one, this one might be the spiciest of them all. Maybe the Tigers one, but this one's a little spicy. The Angels you, will, you sign, lost. will sign Max Scherzer. And what are they gonna do with that? Are they gonna are they gonna win the wild card? Are they gonna be in the hunt? No. They're going to win the AL West. Give me that lineup. That lineup with a healthy trout, with a healthy Rendon, with all the people who stepped up this year.
1: Those two. With
0: listen, with Adele as an all-star. That's fair. And you have Otani and Scherzer. And maybe they added. Maybe they add some arms in the bullpen. There. Here is my thing. I need to add arms in the bullpen. Oh, for team. sure. They're You are the GM of the of the Angels right now. Mm-hmm. You see, you are wasting these years with Otani and Trout. Yeah. Why not just do what the Braves did and just go all in? I don't. I don't understand.
1: You. You would think. You. You would really think. But, yeah. I mean. I don't know. Do you agree uh, that
0: their lineup is pretty good?
1: No, yeah, no, their lineup is very good. I just yeah. you're banking on healthy Rendon, healthy Trout, healthy Otani. Oh, I know, yeah. how, I know, Otani was healthy this year, but mm-hmm. more he's been he's been more hurt than not in his career. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he's gonna get hurt, obviously, but you know what I mean. Like you're banking on three guys to stay healthy, and one mm-hmm. if one of them aren't, then I feel like the team's kind of I don't know. I mean, I mean I guess if Joe Adele takes a step up, I can mm-hmm. see what you're saying. I, I could see this being a thing though, just because of the Astros losing Korea most likely. So
0: Yeah, I don't think the hitting's an issue. I think it all this all depends on what they do pitching wise. No, oh, yeah, and yeah. Max is a huge step, obviously. That's kind of a long shot. But it's kind of in the realm of possibilities. The yeah. bullpen's gonna need to be shaped up. I I believe uh Rysel Iglesias and is a free agent. I don't know if they want to share him mm-hmm. up or uh or uh you know, get some more arms. There's a a decent amount of arms out there, but... Yeah. You know, the A's, I'm not really super confident on them. They might... I heard they're exploring trading Matt Olsen possibly, so they might be moving towards being... maybe not rebuilding, but more mediocre than we thought. The Astros, probably losing Correa, maybe losing Verlander, maybe losing some other guys. Um, The Astros are going to be there uh, for sure, but an obvious downgrade. And then the Mariners, who I think... Are going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be really good in two, three years. But I think they're going to be pretty good. But will it be enough? That's just the question. Do they make any moves? Um, we'll, we'll never know. So I'm, yeah. I, I would root for this take. To be honest, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this. I, I would love to see Trout and Otani in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I uh, I, I definitely see what you're getting at. I'm not yeah. I'm not uh, I'm not opposed to it. Um, I just think their pitching needs quite a bit of work yeah this really <laughs> they, depends on what they do a lot. yeah
0: yeah and mad max is the first step. if they don't even get him or i mean i don't even know what other top of the line could even i mean maybe like a robbie ray but you need to get max scherzer it doesn't you just need it.
1: like robbie ray doesn't feel like no you had a great need the season, guy but it's just i don't know you can't you can't bank on Robbie Ray when the rest mm-hmm. of the staff is not nearly as consistent as it yeah. should. That's what scares me also. Even mm-hmm. if you go out and sign a big-time guy like that, like, yeah. a, say like a Carlos Rodon, that doesn't really – I don't know. It's going to be
0: a move that's going to be it, – it's going to need to be make the big splash but then also get the supporting cast. It's not It's not Max Scherzer solves all the problems. It's Scherzer, maybe some cheap guy. I don't know. Uh, or Danny De- Duffy. De I think I, – honestly, I think it might be asking too much for them to get both.
1: Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm uh, not sure
0: how much money he's going to get because I'm actually a decent fan of him. I think he's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's, he's very solid. I just wasn't sure what you were reaching for with that. I mean,
0: I don't, need, I don't know their money situation. I, I, I believe Scherzer's asking for three years. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, he's going to want – I mean, he's going to want 35 to 40 AAV most likely. Yeah. Um, and he'll probably – I mean, he will get that. Mm-hmm. Um. I know they have they have big money tied up in Trout. Obviously, they have big money tied up in Justin Upton. I believe they have mm-hmm. uh, Poolhouse's contract is still on the books. I'm not sure. I believe I'm so. Here sure on that, um, and they have big money: Rendon, Trout, Upton, um, yeah, uh, Poolhouse. I mean, that's a lot of money right there alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're probably they're gonna have to pay Rizal Iglesias if they even want any chance in the ninth inning, um, yeah. unless, unless I mean they can get. They- yeah, unless else. they can
0: string, like, three guys for cheaper who are still yeah. decent, but you need the one guy. Maybe they go out and get Kirby Yates or something along those lines, but yeah, who knows. Um, and then the last one, similar to what you said, the Mets win the NL East and make, I said, and make the NLCS. Um, okay. Just a talented roster. Um, I think they're going to get some people. I want to keep those a secret, so tune into the future podcast to find those out, but we've already talked about that. And then I just had one for fun, a little bit biased. Uh, I think the Cubs make the playoffs. Um, and I think Brennan Davis wins rookie of the year. <laughs> <All
1: right. laughs> you want to, you want to elaborate a little bit? I, I know um, it's biased, but I, I want to hear your reasoning either way. Uh, all right. Let me crank <laughs> out
0: a little bit of the knowledge here. All right. First of all, I think.
1: I'll try to keep it straight. for this keep going.
0: Okay. Jed Hoyer said he's going to make some moves. All right. And, I do not want to take his word lightly. Um, we have a roster that is obviously a lot worse post-deadline than pre-deadline, but I think there are some bright spots. We saw some random come-ups, maybe some things that won't um, carry over. Yeah. Things like Frank Schwindel, who the hell knows what he's going to do. But it was positive to see him. Um we got some young guys coming up. We got a decent haul. I think people like Brendan Davis come up, maybe Braylon Marquez and some other guys who can help out, but just looking at the, the free agency market, I think they do enough and I'm not saying they win the division. I'm just saying they make the playoffs, maybe a wildcard team. Um, I really think in my heart we get, and the first two are complete long shots, Correa, Seeger, Story, or Baez. And I'm really thinking they get Baez back. Um, you can keep smiling. Do whatever you want.
1: I'm not making fun of this. I'm 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 trying to listen to your aspirations. Okay? All right, so we get Baez back. That's
0: already another big bat in the lineup. Now, <laughs> would you? <laughs> you, you got to hear me out here. I'm listening. I'm listening. Now, I'm trying you to. Keep got, you got Schwindel, Magical, Horner, Wisdom, Contreras. You got potentially Brennan Davis in the outfield. Uh, you got Ian Happ resurgence. <laughs> and then um, you look at things like uh, the pitching staff a lot of young guys I really like Justin Steele, Alzele obviously um, Hendricks can maybe have a bounce back year um, and then you just need I, I think they get the big guy and then I think they get someone I've been talking about this a lot like a De or maybe a Marcus Stroman someone to help out there um, if it's not someone big like the shortstops I said I think we definitely get someone along the lines of a Chris Taylor type. I would love to see him there. Um, I don't know. I think they – because of what the fan base expects, we used to be the lovable losers. I think we have passed that threshold. And I think the people – all bias aside, I think the people in the upper management are thinking, we cannot let this go down the same way it was before, where, like, it's a huge drought. It's kind of like – the way I see it is – the Cubs are like, after the deadline, they're like slowly drowning. I think, I think Jed's gonna throw, throw the life, the little, uh, what do you call it? Why, why am I, why am I checking? I
1: don't, I don't the life jacket. I don't know.
0: Oh, sure, um, the raft. And okay. then the Cubs are gonna hang on to it and slowly bring themselves up and just peek their head in the postseason.
1: Okay. okay. I, uh, I, I can respect As a Sox
0: it. fan, um, I know you probably think otherwise, but no, no, tell me no. I'm not crazy.
1: Don't say, don't say. As a Sox fan, like I'm gonna be biased against them. Like, oh, you're smiling the whole time, making me feel well, bad. No, because it just because it was just so funny. Like, I could just see the glimmer in your eyes. Like, you I'm like, so,
0: I am so optimistic. You have no idea.
1: You were talking yourself into the take as you as you were like coming up with what you were going to say. Like you, well, I wasn't prepared <laughs> to explain myself, but. I, I wanted to hear your reasoning and I mean I, I see what you're saying. Uh I don't think they're going to be like I didn't think they were gonna ever drop to like a sixty win team because they didn't they didn't off they didn't offload every single thing, you know, they still mm-hmm. kept a little bit and uh I don't think they're the worst team ever or something like that. Uh there's the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh Pirates exist, so mm-hmm. um I think the Cubs could easily win um like eighty games or so next year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, mean, depending on what they do in free agency, if they, I mean, I could easily see them getting bias back. Um, I think personally, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's another guy in that group that I think you guys get instead. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think, I think it depends on the resurgence, not the resurgence, uh, the emergence of the players that, uh, that showed some flashes this year, I think so yeah. I it's a really hard team to predict uh you're probably the hardest team to predict in the NL Central at this point just because of the weird players that did something mm-hmm. last year you know what I mean because yeah. it's so it's so volatile sometimes like especially guys coming up and just having making a quick splash you never know what's real and what isn't you know so yeah I it's a big wait and see for me but um I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna completely hate on it I I just I feel like I'm, I just found it funny that's all. Uh,
0: yeah no I just wanted to say that for fun but since we're talking about it okay. I f- I feel like what what's what needs to happen is at least stay afloat until the trade deadline okay. and then that's where the game changing move comes in um if we're showing flashes of being someone who could potentially make some sort of run I think in in the in the eyes of the of you know the upper management and all those people they, they want to capitalize on it now uh, based off what we kind of lost out on. Um, not having, you know, multiple huge runs, I guess, since our World Series run. But, look, I mean, our talent level is miles above teams like the Pirates. Like, it, And it, we just gave away some literally our top three players damn near. Um, yeah. And if we can get one of them back or just – kind of add in places where we need to and the farm system's not bad at all. It's not top top of the line compared to some no, other no. teams.
1: It's above average.
0: Yeah. So I mean, just thinking of some people who can come in. I really and I think Brennan Davis I'm such a fan. And I, I should be as I've like if you had him on in your minor league roster, you would love him too like it's one of those guys where like not your yet. expectations are going to be so high, he probably won't meet them. But I'm just waiting for him to come up because I really think he's gonna just dominate.
1: Yeah, uh, my favorite out of uh, your guys' farm system is definitely Braylon Marquez. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been keeping up with him for a while, uh, probably for about uh, two, three years now. Uh, I've just been super interested uh, in his his traits and abilities, uh, yeah. especially that 80, 80 grade fastball that I've just been <laughs> I've been enamored by, especially coming at from a left-handed pitcher. So yeah. uh, I think I think there's some. Uh, there's some decent potential in the in the system, uh, but you guys also have some high floor guys like the guy you guys picked in the first round this year, Jordan Wicks, mm-hmm. um, who may not be uh, an ace at any point, but he'll be a solid three, maybe two at best. You know, uh, yeah. who will most likely make it up to the majors pretty quickly. And I mean, who knows if he, if he does good enough, he could be up in September this year. So yeah, so uh, you never He's know. Watching a
0: lot of games. Obviously, you probably haven't watched as much of these random guys than me. Like, it, it, considering like people like Justin Steele or Alzolay, you already know I'm a huge Alzolay fan, and you would know what I'm talking about when you're watching someone like him because you're 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 smart in this way. Like like huh. a lot of hardcore fans are, uh-huh. you can pick out like the little things or yeah. like, oh, he made this pitch there. It, it's that's better than what he did last game. He's not. Uh-huh. He's not hanging his slider here. He's he's using his fastball more here on this side. Like, just random stuff where, like, a normal baseball fan would be like, oh, he gave up two home runs. He sucks. But in my mind, I think he gave up home runs. That's an issue. That needs to be fixed. But if you think back to the third inning when he was facing Paul Goldschmidt, um, he painted this fastball here where the last at-bat, he let it fly yeah. over the plate. Like, it's little yeah. things. Like I'm seeing improvement. And Justin Steele to uh, to me is electric as well. Um, yeah, so you guys are going to be huge for me.
1: It's kind of the uh, it's kind of the thing that I I'm big on this uh, personally with a lot of things. Uh, it's process over production, uh, oh, yeah. especially early in pitchers' careers. Especially, mm-hmm. um, you see them doing a lot of the right things. I mean, I guess you could say this for young hitters also. Uh, say uh, a pitcher comes out and they slow yeah like you were saying they slowly get better at the little things every start mm-hmm. and eventually as they get a full seasons under their belt or a couple seasons under their belt. And their stuff if I mean his stuff is there, uh no undoubtedly. Um uh I mean some of his pitches uh have some crazy movement on it and uh his fastball's yeah. pretty solid. I, I really like I like his stuff a lot. Uh I think he's got a good uh presence on the mound. Um yeah, I, I think, love that uh, as well. Yeah. He I think uh, very well. Yeah, I think he tunnels his pitches very well uh from what I've seen of him. Um I think he's I think he's going to be a a staple in uh the rotation at some point. Uh well, I know he's in the rotation now, but I think he's going to be like one of the guys uh mm-hmm. could be could be starting even next year uh depending on how big of a leap he makes. Uh yeah. uh as, along with other guys. Um I know Ed Howard's got a long way to go. Um yeah. I like Alexander Canario. Uh mm-hmm. you guys acquired him from the Giants, I believe. Yeah. Uh yeah, I like him a lot. Uh, I think he has some uh, some really nice raw tools. Uh he kind of reminds me a bit of uh Michael Aldolfo who's uh, in the White Sox system. Uh he's been yeah. injured a lot, but he has a lot of raw tools and I I like guys like that because they have their upside is enormous. Yeah, for sure. And I mean
0: going to Kyle Hendricks, a, a pretty below average year for him, pretty inconsistent. But if yeah. it's it, if you look at his years before that, they were all very consistent with, you know, he had the really good year of, I think it was like a two two one seven ERA. But he's, let's just say he's been floating around like the threes to maybe a little bit of the mid threes, most of his career, which uh, is definitely something where, you know, you could maybe expect he's getting up there in age. um, He's a different type of pitcher, but you can maybe expect some form of um, improvement a little bit. He's probably not going to be the guy anymore, but there's no reason why he can't post a little bit better of an ERA, just given into account how he pitches and some minor adjustments based on his track record as well. I think it was just a really bad year for him. And I think he could bounce back in a way that isn't phenomenal, but at least it helps out the team.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. I mean, I'm not really worried about him personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think he's the least of the team's worries as far as, uh question marks go, you know. Yeah.
0: There's there's a lot of stuff we can talk about, but we'll just wrap it up. Uh make sure to tune into our next episode if you want to hear about our free agent predictions. Uh you can let us know yours down below. Let us know what you thought about the World Series and your thoughts there. Make sure to check out all the socials at Pitch Catch Pod, especially the TikTok. TikTok's going kind of crazy, so make sure to uh join the boat before it sails. Um thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. And Have a wonderful day or night whenever you're listening to us. Peace.